like we, we, we talk with other people. I mean, it's not just like in our, in our partnership, it's just like these skills transfer over to uh, your, your relationships with everyone. You know, it makes us better parents. It makes us better friends. It makes us better business owners, you know, everything. And, um, I think that's also like what people don't really think about non-monogamy is like, it actually teaches you these skills that you need and like, and that you could use in all areas. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode... One... 150? <laughs> no, ma'am. How did I totally mess that up? One more welcome, time. Welcome to episode 250. How crazy is that? That's wild. It's wild. We just went from 150 to 250. <laughs> In the snap, snap of a finger. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're Finn and Emma. It's episode 250. We're pretty uh, pretty excited about that, if you can't s- tell. We're so excited, so we excited can't count. <laughs> that I can't even get it right. <laughs> anyway, today we have an interview with Mel and AJ. They are amazing. We have a wonderful conversation. They've been together about 10 years, and they've actually had non-monogamy come up like twice in their relationship. Um, once a few years ago, and then it came back up. It kind of stopped for a little bit, and then it came back up recently, more recently. Yeah, so. it's a great conversation, and we are super excited about it. So a huge thank you to Mel and AJ for coming on, for sharing your story, and uh, as you'll find out, for putting some awesome content out in the world via TikTok. Yes. So we're going to jump right into the interview for anyone out there that is a premium subscriber. Let's jump in. And for those of you who are wondering, what the fuck is a premium subscriber? Right. We've got some information for you. (laughs) Well, first off, you probably missed the announcement on Friday. So first, we have a reprimand for you, bad listener. (laughs) You should have have listened to Fridays and you'll know exactly what a premium member is. Actually, you'll already be a premium member and you won't be listening to this. Right. That's true. Because this will be all cut out for those people. So for those of you who are now on timeout, we've (laughs) got... (laughs) You're just trying to go like the shame route, huh? You're in a a timeout and part of your your, uh, punishment is listening for the next minute or so as we tell you about what the premium feed is going to be or is and how excited we are about it. Yeah, so Finn and I put a lot of work, obviously, into this podcast. We absolutely love it, and we're always looking for new ways to grow and provide different opportunities for our listeners. So the premium subscription is an ad-free version of this podcast episode. It goes right into the interview, and then at the end, we'll do community announcements so you don't miss any of the announcements there, but any ads that we might bring in or our community announcements up front will all be cut out. Yeah, so maybe you already are a Patreon member, which, uh, by the way, this is included in your Patreon membership. The, the premium The premium feed. Or maybe you come to all of the meet and greets, or you use STD Check, or you just don't want to hear us talk about all this, and you just want to hear the interview, but maybe you don't want to miss those announcements. Well, they'll be at the end. Don't worry, we got you covered. We are We're thrilled about this. And if you go sign up today, there is a bonus episode over there that's kind of a behind-the-scenes look at how we built the show and how we're building the show. Plus, there's this episode that that you're listening to right now, and you won't have to listen to this again. This (laughs) This is completely cut out. 
and that's the way it's going to be moving forward. So, oh. I was going to say, we're using the same platform as Dan Savage. So it's super simple, straightforward. Just copy the link into your podcast player. And we're using the pay what you want model. So um, we've set the minimums enough to cover our processing fees. But other than that, pay what, what feels good to you. Yep. You can pay annually or you can pay monthly. And yeah, as Emma said, it's pay whatever you want. And just a quick note on the Dan Savage thing. We are not associated with Dan Savage yet. <laughs> not at all. We would but. love that, but that's not happening. <laughs> it's just the same platform, the same service he uses for his uh, Magnum edition of his podcast. Yes. All right. Well, now we have community enough. Well, hold well, on. Wait, Maybe wait. we should tell them how to sign up. I was going to say, to sign up for the premium subscription, go and click on the links in your podcast app or go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and you can find links to sign up right there. And... Now the community announcements that we wanted to tell you about. So the first one is a huge thank you to our Patreon subscribers. We are like, it's like a rocket taking off the last month. We've we've shot up. Growing and, and growing. It's been amazing. So thank you to everybody in the last few weeks who has joined. We're over 230, sneaking up on 250 subscribers. That'll match our episode 250. That's true. That would have been cool. <laughs> Actually, that would have been really cool. Make it happen. We need about 15 of you to go sign up right now. <laughs> So as part of episode 250, we can have 250 subscribers. Anyway, enough pandering. Not subscriber. Patreon subscribers. Patreon subscribers. You got to be clear. I got to be super clear. All right. <laughs> We've pandered enough. Yes. What's next? Uh, we have an upcoming virtual meet and greet on August 30th. If you haven't joined our meet and greets before, you should, first of all. They're super fun. We bring everyone into Zoom. We send you out into breakout rooms and give you a talking point. And so you get to spend the whole night interacting with us, but also a bunch of people who are there for the meet and greet and just having a really fun, lighthearted time. And maybe just a thing to, to say on that is a lot of the people who join those meet and greets that you can join uh, as a pay what you want for free are also part of the Patreon. So maybe if you're like, eh, I don't know about these Patreon weirdos, well, come, come meet them, come meet them during a meet and greet. And that's a pretty great way to meet a lot of the community. So it's, yeah. it's a great time. That's a really good point because the meet and greets are open to anyone. You can join. You just have to be respectful and open-minded. So yeah. go sign up again, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the community events tab and all the information is right there. And the last thing we wanted to tell you before we jump into this interview with Mel and AJ is that our shirts are still available. We mentioned these a few weeks ago and they were available well, they're still available. The shirts say give love and they have our logo on them and they're beautiful. And we've sold like almost 170 of them and we're super pumped about them. So if you want a shirt, you can put your shirt on and come join all of the events and then be representing. Or as you're walking down the street, you're like, oh, I know you <laughs> and you know me. We know each other, but nobody knows we know each other. <laughs> True. It's, it's, it's a, like code. It's a secret society. <laughs> Got it. That's not so secret. <laughs> And the other thing you can do is send us an email, send us a voicemail on our website, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, click on the contact us tab, and there you will find ways to email us or send us a voicemail. And now let's go talk to Mel and AJ. Let's do it. Welcome to the podcast, Melanie and AJ. We're excited to talk to you today. We don't know very much about you, and we're really uh, looking forward to learning more about your journey. So thank you and for being here. Yeah, thank, thank you, guys. you guys. We're super excited to be here. Like we were just talking before we started recording, we said that we had never talked to another couple actually who practices mm -hmm. non-monogamy. So this is exciting for the both of us. 
Awesome. Well, we're happy to be your first. And I think it's fun. Like we got put in touch with you by uh, Jessica from the Open Late podcast. And mm-hmm. she was just like, hey, you got to talk to these two people. They're amazing. And that's literally all we know about you. Two. So <laughs> we're, ex- we're excited to have you here. And uh, yeah, thank you for coming on. So do you mind introducing yourself? So we have a little bit of context of who we're talking to. Yeah, definitely. So I am Melanie and um, this is my husband, AJ. We are living in beautiful, sunny San Diego right now with our two little kids. And um, we are online entrepreneurs. We've been doing that for what? The last almost like eight years now. Yeah, And yeah, we're just love and life, you know, breaking societal norms and (laughs) doing, doing what we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) How long have you two been together? It's about 10th year. We're on our 10th. Yeah. Yeah. In January of 2023, that's when we celebrate 10 years married. Okay. Awesome. We got them. We got them by four months. Yeah. We just got you by a few months, but not much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I want to dig into the history and your story, but I would love to, if you could start by just inter- saying what your current relationship dynamic is at the moment. Yeah, definitely. So right now I would say that we are in an open marriage. We're in an open relationship. Um, I guess the terminology I would use for it is, um, ethical non-monogamy. So I date other people and AJ dates other people and right now I currently have a girlfriend. Um, we've been together next or no, actually this month will be a year that we've been together. And AJ is dating right now, just more casually. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is, that's our dynamic right now. Awesome. Well, congratulations on a year. Oh, thank that's, you. that's a big milestone. Thank you. And yeah, I love it. And so how did, how did non-monogamy come up for you two and when did it come up? came up twice actually yeah it came up twice (laughs) um the first time it came up was in like 2018 i -hmm. think 2017 2018 and it's i brought it up it's something that i always was really curious about and i've always kind of wanted to do the opposite of like what anyone ever told me to do or what society was telling me to do and I just always was questioning, you know, why are we doing things this way? Like, you know, who made this up? And, um, so that was, and, and I also knew from a very, um, from a very young age that I was not completely straight. I knew that I was into women and that was always kind of not, it wasn't that it wasn't accepted, but it was just kind of like, Oh, that's just a phase. It's just curiosity. It doesn't, doesn't matter. So I grew up not really knowing how to like, who to really talk to about these thoughts and feelings that I was having about relationships and about, you know, my sexual preferences. And, um, so when I met AJ, he was actually like the first person that I felt really safe and comfortable with to tell him about like one, how I felt about women. Like I'm super into girls. And he like was, he just knew from the get go, like, okay, that's totally fine. He was, he was okay with it. And then, um, in 2018, that's kind of when I started bringing up more, more talk about just non-monogamy and opening up our relationship. And I was, you know, doing a lot of research and reading a lot about couples who have done this. And at the time though, to preface in 2018, it's a big, big, 
thing, we were not in a good place in our marriage. Like we were in a very, or in life or in life. We, cause after we had met, we met when I was 22 years old. Um, and he was 26. And just after a few weeks of dating, I was pregnant. So uh, right after that, like we, we got married at city hall. Like we just, we did what it takes couples, you know, like 10 years to do in less than nine months. Cause we had a baby that we were going to, you know, have. And so we got a car. We, I moved out of my parents' house. I moved in with this boy that I only knew for, you know, a few months. And, you know, it was, everything was happening all at once. We were like babies raising babies and, mm-hmm. It was like I woke up and I was 26 and I had these two kids and a husband and I had no idea who I was. Like I had, I felt like I completely lost my identity. Um, and financially we weren't doing well. My, um, AJ had a, uh, in-person fitness training business that was not doing well, got even worse when we were going through our marriage troubles. And so I will preface it by saying we should have not have opened up our relationship at that time yeah. because we did it to save. We, we did, did it. it. It's like, it's like couples having a baby to save a marriage. Yeah. They think it's going to bring them closer. It's not going to, it's going to cause more problems. Um, so we did that and that was pretty short lived. I would say yeah, it, it was the first time we like broke our marriage, I think. Yeah. Um, but it really like made us confront a lot of the issues in our marriage and like what really, what we really need to be talking about at the time. Uh, and so at that time we shelved the idea of being open until yeah. we were really good. And we had a lot of work to do on that. Yeah. We were like, okay, obviously that's not a good idea right now. So right. Let's, let's put that up there. Yeah. We were doing it all wrong too. It was like shrouded in a lot of secrecy. We were not communicating at all. It was don't ask, don't tell. It yeah. was like the exact opposite of how we do it right now. So yeah. it was, yeah, not, not, not the healthiest way for each of us to be going about it for sure. Yeah. Well, and, and that was about, five years into your marriage right so like you said like you kind of got this baby bombshell happened right six months into your relationship but then this was still another four and a half five years later that you you took this approach and i I guess would you be able to talk like you said you weren't doing it quote unquote the right way or or a healthy way could you talk a little bit in detail just about what that approach looked like how it came up and how you went after it and then maybe contrast that to like What's different this time? Mm. Mm-hmm. I would say like the, the intentions weren't talked about. It was kind of like, you know, we weren't looking at each, like there was like, don't look at my phone kind of thing, or we don't know who each other is talking to or what is being it's said. Very or mysterious. We There were no boundaries. There were no, like, there was no discussion. Honestly, there was zero communication. It was like, Hey, we're open. And like, we really didn't even have the knowledge to even understand what that meant or what we should do to safeguard ourselves or our relationship around that. And I mean, we now, you know, because you wanted to contrast it, we, we over communicate like everything. We have lots of boundaries in place. It's very healthy. We have a great marriage. We're stronger than ever. But at that point we were like really being pretty toxic to our, to our relationship at the time, you know, kind of unknowingly, we were, we didn't know what we wanted and we didn't know how to get out of it. And we just, you know, that was just, I would say, I mean, just even as, as humans, like we shouldn't have been, we should not have opened our, opened our marriage, but even as humans, we weren't communicating just even for a monogamous couple, like we weren't communicating well. And we were very, um, we've grown so much obviously. And, that was before we really got into like self-development and like 
actually wanting to learn how to communicate with, with other people and like grow these skills that we need as, you know, functioning human beings in society, you know, who are not just following like what everyone else does. You know, we, we want to think for ourselves, we want to question everything. Um, but we didn't really know how, how to do that with each other. Um, I'll say for me too, I, you know, just to give you other perspective, you know, Melanie had, you know, always been kind of anti-rule. I was the opposite. Actually, I was wired for monogamy. Uh, and it wasn't until like we had this reopening, you know, relatively recently where I was really able to understand and see where she was coming from. And like, I really got behind the idea, Mm -hmm. um, where it's just not my natural tendency. It wasn't my natural tendency before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. F- fast forward to now, you know, yeah, a year and a half ago. Yeah. We I'm opened sorry. up again in January of 2020. And, um, from that point where, you know, I, I brought it up again and I was like, you know what, I really feel like I'm, you know, we're at a, a, an amazing place in our marriage. Like there was absolutely, you know, nothing. I mean, there's always issues, right? There's, it's not perfect, but we were really great. We were communicating. We had grown so much as people and as partners and we were doing really well. Life is great. And I was like, I'm still having these inklings. And like, I still feel like this, even though we're great. So I think like, I need to bring this up again. And, um, we did. And, you know, I really just told AJ how I was feeling and like what my, what my thoughts and desires were. And again, he made me feel really, really supported and really safe and not judged and not weird, you know, for feeling like this. Um, but that was also because it, this was the conversation that like needed to happen because yeah. my things were all about, you know, I'm very logical and like, again, I'm wired for monogamy. So I would, my thing was like around getting comfortable with it was just figuring out where Melanie was coming from and making sure that I wasn't in the long term trying to be replaced. I was like, look, yeah. if I'm not in your picture, like, cool, you, you, prefer women over men or over me right now. That's awesome. Like, you know, we can go separate. I don't want to like have this, you know, uh, thought in my mind, like I'm not important here. And like, that was the last thing out of Melanie's mind. She's like, no, absolutely not. Like you check all the boxes for a man. You just like, don't have a vagina. <laughs> I'm really? Yeah. I'm really, I was like, okay. <laughs> like, well, so do that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, after that, we, we started, we actually like dated a, a woman together and just felt like that really wasn't for us. And then that's when we kind of started having separate relationships and I would date separately. He would date separately. And I just, I connected with someone and, um, yeah. So now like literally every day we are basically checking in with each other. I mean, we, we both, we work together, we live together, we've we're besties. So, every day we're just very open about how we're feeling. We have really, really fucking hard conversations, especially in in the beginning. Like when we opened up again in January, 2020 or 2021, we, I mean, every, we would have these discussions that would go sometimes all night, you know, for hours where we're both crying. And, but like at the end of those, we, we came out even stronger and like more in love and more determined to make this work because like, I mean, so many people, I feel like, you know, when, when things go wrong or we're having these, these problems and we're having these discussions, it's like, why are you doing this to yourselves? You know, like when you could just be monogamous and like not have, and it's like, that's like not confronting your, cause it's not the, it's not monogamy or polyamory or, you know, whatever it is, it's you as a human and like your triggers and your shadow parts and these parts of you that like you haven't 
really been forced to face. So not like it's hard, but it doesn't ever feel like we're forcing the work because we want to do the work. Yeah. Even in our, even our worst arguments about this and like really heavy conversations at no point were either of us like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. It was more like, you know, or one of us would say kind of sharply like, well, fine, we, you know, let's, let's not do this. And the other one, no matter who like the position is, was like, no, actually, like, it's not what I'm saying. I just need a, more clarity on this or more understanding around this or more assurance around this because it's better this way. Like I, like I'm show up, I show up better in our, in our relationship. My needs are being met. Melanie's getting her needs met. She's a totally different person. So it really, there's like way more ups than there are downs to it. But sometimes, and you know, more so in the beginning, it just, it needed to be like, you know, talked about a lot more just to see where everyone was at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of, uh, I appreciate all of that. And I, there's like so many things in there I want to pull apart, but one of them you said a few minutes ago, AJ was, that was back in 2018 when you first talked about it, you said that was the first time we broke our marriage. And mm-hmm. so I think like that makes me think there was multiple, multiple breaks. And also like how, after you break it, like what did that break look like? And then how do you put those pieces back together? The repair. The repair from that. Yeah. Um, what did the break look like? It. The reason it, it broke us, I think, is because I mean, it was the first time that either of us were like semi-dishonest with each other about what was going on. The behavior was like very out of character for, for both of us. And so, you know, and, you know, truthfully, like Melanie was having a moment where she like just didn't she didn't know who she was. And so like, she was probably trying to decide whether she wanted to be, you know, a wife and obviously like you're a mom. So, you know, there's that, but like, yeah, I guess I was, we were both kind of in this situation where like, I don't know if she's going to continue to want to be, you know, in a marriage with me. She might not want to be married. She like, she might've think this is a mistake. Um, so we really just kind of took some space to figure out where we stood on all that stuff. And yeah. Uh, we mended it by talking, talking. Yeah. A lot. And that's when the, that's actually when the hard conversation started for, for us in, in, in our marriage. But like, again, like Melanie, you know, alluded to before the, with the hard conversations came like just these massive rebuilds of strength that like, I mean, we wouldn't be as strong as we are without all that breakdown and, and that break. No, um, it, it gets better like each, each time. But I would say like that and like, it's like been twice where our marriage has been, I would say like broken and we've been on like the, the brink of not being together and we've come back just like a hundred times stronger after both of those instances. And like right now we're at a really good place where we have a really good understanding of boundaries and what each other is comfortable with. And like I said, we literally talk every day. So if something comes up, like we just address it right then and there, you know, we don't let anything fester. We don't, because that just leads to feelings of resentment and it's just, it doesn't feel good, you know, to anyone. It's not fair to anyone. Um, so yeah. yeah. It also really, really comes down to the fact that like we really freaking 
like and love each other. Yeah. We just like genuinely like we really enjoy each other as humans. Yeah. I like at the core of it, like I know that no matter what, I mean, obviously we're tied. Like we've, we've been partners for a decade. We have these two beautiful children together. We've moved across the country. We've created these businesses and this life together. Like we're tied by a lot, but like I've told AJ, like at the core of it, like I, I, I want to be with him forever and ever. I can't imagine my life without him. But like at the core of it, I just genuinely like am obsessed with him as a human. You know, mm-hmm. like I just, I just want to be around him all the time. And we just really want the best for each other. And I think that that's really special to find in a partner. You know, or where it's, mutual, it's like mutual, and you just, you really want to see the other person truly, genuinely happy, and you want to see them shine. And it's not just for your benefit. I think that that's really special and that's not something that a lot of people get. And I think that especially in non-monogamy, I think that you'll find that a lot more because it's just like more accepting, you know, people are just more accepting of their, of their partners, you know, and they want them to be happy with whoever, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I love all that. And thank you. I know, I know I'm taking all the questions right now. I just have one more that fits in here. I think the the piece that I was curious, like tying into that thread exactly of like, we just want our partners to be happy. That almost runs a little contrary to, and, and this is not like a judgment in any way, AJ, but like the, when, when, when Melanie first brought this to you, the second, let's say when she first brought this to you the second time, that's a contradiction of itself. But anyway, um, 2021, just the, the years, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the time that it seems to be working. It was like, I just needed to understand that she wasn't looking to replace me. And okay, well, I'm not a woman. So that like, I, that fear went away. Has that evolved over time to like, okay, that was my like first initial reaction. And now it's like, I get it. I understand it. Like I'm dating other women. That's not replacing her. And we've moved to a different place. Cause I guess the point was, that seemed at odds of like, oh, okay, well, it's fine if it's a woman. Mm-hmm. And I know we hear that from a lot of people. And then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's so toxic. But like, I'm just curious where that has landed for you. We've had right so now. many conversations about this exact thing where we've, where I'm like, that's so con- like contradictory or like a double standard, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we, we actually had like a discussion about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But I feel like you're at like a very different place than you were before because it's just more but you can explain it <laughs> well in, in reference to what in reference to the fact that i that i do that i also date women well i think it was just the the I, I, like i don't like the word hypocrisy but like the like hey we just want each other to be happy but as long as it's just another woman mm-hmm. right is what it kind of came mm-hmm. like and I, you never said that but like yeah sort of the question in there is like has that evolved for you as you've gotten more comfortable and had more experience exploring non-monogamy and and i know this question's been all over the damn place and i apologize for that yeah no i mean it it definitely has i don't know if i have a clear answer you know at at this point about about that but um it's definitely made me more open to the fact and i don't personally i don't view it as being you know um one-sided like i guess if i was the one who opened it up and was like yeah, I'm only okay with you being with women. Like I set that standard then I could see that being the case, but like, you know, she kind of came to me explaining that her needs were, Mm -hmm. you know, needing a woman. And, 
and also the fact that I, this is not a, a you know polyamory is not a need of mine right it's something yeah. that, that i get that you know melanie can trust me with and i get to explore and see if i you know i'm interested in it and you know see if i enjoy it and see if i could even do that uh jiggling mm-hmm. sometimes but yeah no i it's definitely made me have a different perspective um on you know on how we approach this and like maybe what can happen moving forward as well yeah mm-hmm. yeah i love that, that oh, go ahead. not sorry just knowing that it's not I think the big thing in the beginning for AJ to wrap his mind around was like, I'm not looking for something better. I'm not looking to replace. I'm not, you know, and it's, it's just different, you know, like in addition. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's never going like, I'm never going to have another person like, or a relationship or a partnership like I have with AJ, you know, like we have all of our things and our quirks and our, like the stuff that makes us, us. And like, same with Jackie, like we have a completely separate relationship and it's just, it's different, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I still, I, I love them both. And like, he can, he obviously sees that and like feels that now. Um, and in the beginning, it's obviously like, you know, it's really scary, but yeah, I feel like we're both at a really good place where we have like evolved a lot and we just, we know that it's possible to, to mm-hmm. have both. Yeah. And just to clarify, Jackie is your girlfriend. Jackie's my girlfriend. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I appreciate that. And I think like it's such an interesting dynamic of or or concept, right? Of like somebody comes to you and says, Hey, I wanna like I wanna do this thing that is so far outside of what most people are open to. And especially if you're like, you know, I don't really need this. I'm pretty wired for monogamy. I was pretty happy in monogamy. And it's like, so like I wanna go and play, I wanna play in this other arena. And it's like, great, we can play there, but like I need a little bit of time to adjust. I want to feel safe. Like, I'm not saying no, but like, hey, you know, when we go jump in the ocean for the first time, like, let's bring a life jacket and, you know, not swim too far from the boat. And, you know, maybe in three years, I'll be a stronger swimmer and I'm okay, like venturing a bit further out. And so I don't, for me, I don't see it as like anything wrong with it. It was just, I was just kind of curious on the like, the evolution of that. And so I, I apologize if it came off like no, not at all. you were being being judged for for like seeking that comfort in that because I think there is a lot there. Yeah. Well, I think that's a natural tendency. Like yeah. that it just I mean, if two people are going to open a relationship, it's natural to say like question, am I being replaced? Mm-hmm. Like that's or yeah. will I be replaced? Like that's just I mean, that's pretty yeah. Uh yeah, I I would be surprised if Right. Where they're coming yeah. from. <laughs> like, what, what is your motivation? You know, am, am I, are you bored? You know, like, are we like, is it not exciting enough for you? And I, and I think I should mention too, like, you know, the, the thing that kept bringing me back to the fact that you know, even we had hard conversations, I was never wanting to end it is because there's like th- this newness that we got and have from being this way that like, I just don't see how you'd find in a regular relationship it makes us so much more intentional with our time it makes us work a lot harder for each other it makes us show up better for each other not because there's competition but because there's i don't know like there's our our, our time is just so much more like you know yeah i mean protected it, it is yeah because i mean especially i have I have AJ and then I have Jackie. I have my children. I have like friends and I want to, I have myself and I have like, I want to hang out with like AJ and Jackie, you know, and like the entire family. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, 
it's hard. What was the, where was I going with this? What was I don't the, know where you were going. I don't know. Where I was going. <laughs> well, I was, I'll, I'll ask a question based on that though. Is like, how do you balance all of those things? I mean that it's, I mean, um, it's really fucking hard. <laughs> um, I don't even know. It's, it's, she does a great job, but I don't know. I really don't know how you do it. That's why I, I am like, you know, I haven't gotten that deep into another relationship yet. So I'm like, look, I don't even know. Like, I want to try, but I don't even know if I'm going to enjoy that, yeah. that, that, you yeah. know, dance that you do like so well. I, I, I mean, I do it because I enjoy it. And because, I mean, that's, I think that it's the only, the way that we do it for us is the only way that it would work because I mean, I guess you would call us kitchen table poly. That's like mm. the, it's, we're, we're very open. Like I want I want, um, you know, we're all integrated. Yeah. We're all integrated. Yeah, it's not a separate, it's, it is a separate relationship, but it's not like, don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. Like Jackie's very involved with our, with our family. You know, she watches the kids. She comes over most nights. She spends the night most nights. Um, me yeah. and Jackie have a good relationship. Yeah. It's not like I don't get to talk or hang out with Jackie. Sometimes we even go out just the two of us because it makes our relationship better. And when Jackie and I have a better understanding of each other, the whole dynamic works a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it brings in that security, right? And you can go to Jack, like, I'm, I'm not saying this conversation's happened, but you can have that conversation like, hey, I'm worried you're trying to steal my wife. And it's like, no, no, I'm not trying to steal your wife, right? Like, and you can have that intimate conversation with your metamore, like, that brings you back to a place of like center. And- or even just, I think, like, getting to know each other, it, yeah, takes, right. the, it takes away that mystery exactly. for both of you. Yeah. 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 I, I know my example is a bit extreme. <laughs> 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 trying to prove a point here. Anyway, yeah, no, I love it. And that's, it is, it's a tricky dance. And like you said, AJ, like it may not even be one that you want to do like, right. and that you two are okay. Like figuring out imbalance and like, it doesn't have to be equal. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I love that. Yeah. As you're figuring this out, I guess, where, where do you, t- do you see anything changing in the near future? Do you want anything to change? Are you just open to whatever kind of ha- comes your way? I feel like we're kind of open to whatever comes our way. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I feel really happy and grateful to be where we are right now and like to be with the people that I'm with right now. And I mean, I definitely see, I definitely see my relationship progressing with Jackie in, in different ways. Um, we do also plan on telling our children actually in a couple weeks, cause they get out of, we wanted to do it like when they are out of school, like for the summer. And we, that, that's a huge, that's a huge step for, mm-hmm. for us because right now, like Jackie has just been a really good friend, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, spent the night a lot. <laughs> um, but we yeah. have, we have a lot, we have a lot of friends just in, in California that we, you know, we'll like, we have friends right now that are staying with us for, you know, a couple nights. So it's, it was never weird to them. And I, and we truly think that like the more weird you make something or the bigger of a deal, you make something with children, they're going to make it a big deal. So we just, we, we plan on telling them just very casually and, you know, leaving the space open for them to ask questions and just letting them know, like nothing is going to change, making sure that they feel really safe, safe and loved. And yeah, I think that that's like a huge, a huge uh, sign of progress. And, yeah, just like little little steps here and there, but yeah, we're kind of open. We don't have any any like this is exactly how how we want our life to look, and you know, we're just we're yeah. kind of going with the flow, and we're just we're really not happy. we're not big planners if you haven't guessed it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. Nothing wrong with that. And 
Yeah, thank you for mentioning the part about uh, telling your kids too, because that's going to lead to my next question is what do they know and uh, other people in your life? How have you handled that? Yeah. Our, so our kids right now, they're just, you know, our, our partners are just good friends and they've really only met, they've only met Jackie. So our other family, our friends all knew first. So our friends were all like very supportive from the get go. Um, yeah, very curious, had a lot of questions, but very, very supportive. And then our family. So I, my mom found out in like the worst way possible when she was visiting us in California um, last summer. And she came for my son's birthday party. And like she was staying with us for a couple days. And in the morning, um, Wilder, one of our, our littlest, was like, it was like 7 a.m. And he's like, is Jackie here? And my mom was like, that's weird. Like, why would Jackie be here at 7 a.m.? And so whatever. And then like later that day, um, I was out and my iPad was ringing and a picture came up and it was me and Jackie kissing. And my mom saw it and my mom was like, what the fuck? So in my mom's mind, she was just so confused because she's like, what like is Melanie cheating? Is AJ cheating? Are they both like with Jackie? Are they like she like, was? Is AJ gay? Is AJ oh, gay? Like, like I I don't I don't know what's what's going on. <laughs> and so um, I was not prepared to come out, you know, to anyone at that time uh, in my family. And so my sister called me and she's like, yo, like mom is at your house right now. And she just called me and she's asking about Jackie because my sister knew. So she's like, I just want to prepare you for that. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm not, I'm not ready for this. And so I get home and my mom right away, she wants to talk. And I'm like, AJ, come outside with me and talk to my mom with me. And so we're both like, my mom is freaking out and she's like, what's going on? Like, who is this person? And I was like, okay, I'm just going to tell you everything at once. I was like, I'm gay. And me and AJ have an open marriage and I am dating Jackie. Jackie's my girlfriend. And she was like, <laughs> like what? Her yeah. Her head just exploded. <laughs> and she had so many questions and she was pretty upset over the fact that I didn't tell her that I was gay. That's like what she, she was like, I understand that. But like, why didn't you tell me? She was mad that I didn't tell her, which I'm like, everyone should be able to come out in their own time in their own way. So I was kind of upset that she was upset about that part. But most of our family, like after that, after my mom knew me and my mom are very, very close. So I was like, now that she knows, I really don't give a fuck who else knows because whatever. I don't really care what other people think of me and my family besides my mom. So when she knew, um, I had called my dad because I wanted my dad to be on the same page and to just know what was going on. And it was, it was funny because after that had happened, me and Jackie and AJ made a pact. And um, I was like, I'm going to tell my dad today. AJ is going to tell his parents today. And Jackie's going to... She hadn't come out to her parents. She hadn't told them that she was gay. So um, she came out to her parents on the same day. And then we all like met at night and we just like cuddled and like comforted each other after that, after that day. But um, our families have the biggest issue. Not anymore, I would say. But their biggest thing was the poly, the polyamory and like the ethical non-monogamy part of it, like the open marriage part of it was just bizarre to them. They could not wrap their minds around it. Yeah. They wanted to make sure that number one, that our marriage was like good. Yeah. They thought the like, kids were good. yeah, they wanted the kids to yeah. be safe and happy and they wanted us to be good. They thought that something was wrong with us because we were opening up our marriage and we we're like, no, like things are actually really fucking great. Like this is just what we're doing. And, um, they were still like a little iffy after that. And, you know, I would try to bring Jackie up or like, you know, just 
kind of make it a part of conversation and it was still really making people uncomfortable. Um, but now like it's been a year that I've been with Jackie and about like a year and a half that we've been open and both like all of our families know, our friends know, obviously social media knows and they they both seen us in person like my mom came to visit and then AJ's parents came to visit and after those visits they both were like you guys are really good like i yeah like i really see happy. yeah you seem really happy like this is this is what you know they were curious about and they were like i just saw it in person like you guys are obviously really good so yeah more power to you so i think like now they they don't completely get it but it's not really anyone else's to get anyway you know like we're not telling them to try out non-monogamy yeah. um so i'm like we're not forcing it on anyone but it just works for us and like that's it is what it is so they're really really supportive of it right now yeah it well it, it, to your point of like they came and visited and then saw it in person it, and it takes away that mystery too of, yeah. for them of, yeah, exactly. They can build things up like we all do in our heads of like, well, this must mean this and this must mean that and go and go and go. So once you actually put it in to the pieces together and see it for yourself, it's like, oh, yeah. okay, so this is how this could work. Yeah. Well, and you know, to your mom's credit, right? That's like a lot of information oh, to have. Once. Like, like <laughs> to be like, she, she stumbled across it, first of all. And then yeah. she's like, trying to figure out like, are people like, what is going on here? And then you kind of come out with everything. Like your, your sexual orientation is not mm -hmm. what she thought it was. Your relationship yep. is not what she thought. And like mm -hmm. all of the things she thought she knew about her daughter for 30 ish years are, are gone. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so like, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of information to digest in yeah. a short amount of time. Yeah, I don't blame yeah. necessarily. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I wish it was like in a different circumstance so that I didn't have to, you know, say all those things in one go, but I just kind of ripped off the band-aid and you know, it it's all great now. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a lot for and cuz at the same time like I don't think a lot of people talk I mean, I think that they do, but I don't really hear a lot about it, but when I came out um especially like at 30 years old, like I, and, you know, we were open. I was really like, I finally felt like I was me and like, I was like in my skin and like, I was just like, oh my gosh, I can finally just like, you know, it was such a huge weight off my shoulders. But with that, with like that freedom and that authenticity, finally, it also comes a lot of confusion. Cause like I just came out and like, I'm, I'm in this open marriage. I'm like, dating women for the first time in my life. I'm having sexual experiences that I've never had in my, in my life, you know, with both partners. And I'm exploring all these things that I've wanted to explore for so long. And it's, it can be overwhelming and it's, it's scary because you're just like, who am I? I'm like discovering all these new parts and pieces of me every single day. And like, that is really confusing and that's really scary. And so I just wanted to kind of come to more terms with everything before I came out to my family, you know, so that I could kind of be more prepared myself. And that even just, I think added a whole nother layer. Cause my mom's like, I'm confused. I'm like, I'm confused. You know, like it's, it's fucking hard, but like, it is what it is. We're all just trying our best. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's hard. It's confusing, but, um, yeah, you just got to do what makes you happy. It's worth it. Yeah. This is all new to me too. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. I was, I was curious, like, um, on that thread of like, you, like you said, Melanie, like you're even some days you're like, I don't even know. Right. And like, that's confusing. 
Like, how does that play out for you, AJ? Because I know, like, again, there's a little bit of an imbalance here, right? Where you're kind of, AJ, you're kind of like, well, I kind of know, like, I'm into this, I'm into that, and I'm fairly established in that. Mm -hmm. But, like, being partnered with somebody who's, like, from day to day, like, I don't know, I don't know, like, the amount of mystery, and maybe this is something I'm personally struggling with, so I'm asking this question (laughs) for for self-fulfilling reasons, but, like, I'm curious how you navigate that. I mean... I it, 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 I feel like it's just trust. Like the, it takes so much trust to be in this kind of situation and just to, you know, for, you know, the first time, not really, I don't know why it would be the first time, but you kind of just have to listen to what your partner says. If they're like, look, like they take you by the face and they're like, I fucking love you so much. I want to be with you forever. There's like, that's, you know, when someone says that, when Mel said that to me, I was like, you know what? Like I need to actually hear that and listen to it because now it's on me to accept that and to listen to that and to really embody that and not, you know, have to like worry so much about, you know, what she's doing, even though she's trying to still figure it out. I'm still in that plan, you know, regardless of what, what she's up to that day. But it's also been, you know, exploratory for me because I didn't think I'd be that cool with even what we're doing right now. You know, like if you had told me, like in 2018 that we were going to do that again. (laughs) Like there's no way. Um, And at first it was like very triggering because a lot of it was reminiscent of what was going on in 2018, but it was just all above board. And so it was like, Oh, okay. Like this is how we, we were supposed to be doing it. Yeah. And so for me, it's just, you know, staying the course and also just constant communication with, with where she's at, you know, and where we're at, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Have you, ex- either of you, but experienced jealousy and insecurities around, or I'm assuming that you probably have because most people do. <laughs> yeah. Do you mind expanding on those a little bit? Um, <laughs> so <yeah>. much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it literally just like it brings all that shows stuff. you yeah. all of your like triggers and trauma and all of that. Um, I feel like I keep saying like that we just literally talk and communicate, but like when we get jealous, I mean, I think it was, it was coming up. Um, it wasn't jealousy no, per se. It was more just like, Hey, my needs aren't being met or it was really, I mean, you, yeah, in the beginning know. you, cause in the beginning I, we kind of, we dated together and then we kind of, uh, we separated and then AJ really wasn't dating. I was dating though. And then I had met Jackie, me and Jackie really connected and we kind of, you know, obviously we, we stayed together and we continued dating. And in the beginning of mine and Jackie's relationship, cause things were getting more serious and there was more feelings. And, um, you know, as things progressed, there was there, that's when we had like the majority of these really hard conversations because it's, I feel like you were a little like scared. It's, it's really scary. Yeah, it was moving in a direction. To, it's, it was know. like, yeah, it was progressing. It was moving in the, in this direction for like the first time that I, you know, had actual feelings for this other person that wasn't my, my husband. And so it's, I feel like it was, it's a lot for everyone to kind of take in and it's a lot for me to feel you know, I'm confused and it's, it's probably, it was a lot for him to feel. So that's when we had like the majority of our really hard conversations was in the beginning of that relationship. And, um, yeah, I think it's just like, you need that extra reassurance. You need that extra, like, you know, like we're good and like, this is what's going on. And then, um, when he started dating more, 
that started coming up for me. Like I was getting jealous and I'm like, where the fuck is this coming from? And so again, it just forces you to like, look at that and be like, okay, where, like, where's this actually coming from? Like, let me like dig deeper. And so we had more hard conversations and we realized that we needed to put, you know, a couple more boundaries in place to make us feel really comfortable. And, um, that's what we did. So it's just like, you know, things come up and you, you address them, but yeah, I mean, I've, we're, I think we're in a really good place right now where, you know, he, I even said to him, like when I started having those feelings of jealousy, I was like, I'm really sorry that I like, I didn't really understand what he felt in the beginning of my relationship with Jackie. And I was like, I'm really feeling that now when you're in be- in these beginning stages of this relationship and I'm feeling those feelings and like, I get it. And like, I think it's really healthy for us both to experience that and to like overcome those things together because obviously it's helped us grow and expand as humans, you know, as well as partners in this relationship. But yeah, I think like those feelings are always going to come up. They're, they're natural, but it's like how you choose to, what you choose to do with that, you know? Cause I feel like the majority of people are like, I'm jealous. And like, it's very territorial, like relationships feel very territorial, you know? And I'm just like, I never want to say that something is mine or like, I'm not, you know, like, that just doesn't feel like love to me. It feels like hierarchy. It feels like ownership, you know, and this has just been really, you know, loving and growth, you know, uh, growth centered and really expansive for us and feelings of humanness come up, but we just choose to address them in what I think is a really mature, healthy way, which is just fucking talking about it. Yeah. And our conversations would end and we get to a point where, you know, when I was having most of the hard time in the beginning of her relationship, what she would just be like, well, what more could I be doing? Like, what else do I need to be doing? And once all those boxes were checked, I couldn't complain anymore. <laughs> but she's like, I'm doing all the things you want me to do. What else can I do? And I was like, I don't know. There's, there's nothing. It's on me now. Like to, to either be okay with this or, and, and figure out where my stuff's coming from or not. Cause like no one's forcing anyone to be here. Right. Um, so it really, it really forced me to address what was really bothering me about, um, what was going on. And so I did. Yeah. 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 I love that. And it actually kind of maybe prompts the question that is like you, you kind of talked about after the 2018 trial and you kind of both, it sounds like you both went to work on yourselves in a lot of ways after that and like came back in 2021, different people in a lot of ways. Can you, can you talk a little bit about like that work? Cause you also said, right, we talked and we talked and we talked, but like, what was the self work mm. and the self growth process in that like three year window that, that allowed you to come back and do this differently? Yeah. I think a lot of it had to do with moving out to California. Honestly, <laughs> we became like different people when we moved from Chicago to California yeah. and it just allowed us to reinvent ourselves and our energy and our relationship. And I- and for context, when was that? Uh, four, four years, four years ago, ago yeah. we moved out okay. to California and also, I would say before that, like after, after we were mending, you know, from 2018, it was after that where I was like, I'm, I'm really unhappy. Like that's what I should have addressed in the first place was instead of going out and looking for attention and seeking this thing to save us, I should have been trying to make myself happy and figure out my purpose in life and like what I wanted to do. And that's really what 
I set out to do after, after that happened. And, um, that's when I got into, um, I started as an online health coach and I like, I built a business and it was really successful and it was able, AJ was working with me on my business and we were able to move across the country to California. And I would say like, and before I even started that, I had hired a spiritual life coach and I really credit her to helping me think just bigger about life in general and to really just start questioning like, why are you so scared? Like, why, why can't you move to California? Like, why can't you do that? You know? And I'm just, and this whole time I was just like been playing it safe and staying comfortable and staying within my little, you know, 10 mile radius in Chicago when there was like this huge life that needed to be lived. And so that really like kicked, like really gave me the kick in the ass that I needed to be like, what do I actually want out of life? What's going to make me happy? And um, me and AJ just started having more talks about life and like, what are we doing here? And what, what's going to make us yeah, like, what really matters. Yeah. What like what really matters and what's, you know, what do we want our future to look like and what's going to make us happy? And is this it? And, um, that really prompted us to, to move out to California. And yeah, just like H said, like, I felt like I could totally just be me and I could, I felt like I wasn't myself in Chicago. Like I didn't feel like I had to reinvent myself to come to California. I felt like I could finally be myself yeah, it happened. in yeah, California. Right. Like I could wear what I wanted to wear. I could like talk how I wanted, like just dress how I, like just everything, like my personality, my everything changed. And I just felt like I was home and like, I could just be me. And like that, it really made me feel more comfortable with coming out. And cause everyone here is just so open and supportive and like everyone just does their own thing. And I don't think I would, I would not be the same person that I, I am, or we would not have the same relationship if we would have stayed in Chicago. Um, so yeah, I really, I, I think our cross country move just like alone as a family of four was really, really pivotal for us. And just a lot of self-development work. Like, you know, we've hired mentors, we've gone to therapy, we've read the books, we've done like the courses we've, you know, and, um, yeah, we're just, we're always looking on how to improve ourselves. And, um, we just talk a lot. Yeah. We talk a lot. And like, we, we, we talk with other people. I mean, it's not just like in our, in our partnership, it's just like these skills transfer over to, uh, your your relationships with everyone, you know, it makes us better parents. It makes us better friends. It makes us better business owners, you know, everything. And, um, I think that's also like what people don't really think about non-monogamy is like, it actually teaches you these skills that you need and like, and that you could use in all areas of, of your life, Just you out, know, out of the box thinking. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I love too, that like, the the concept that like sometimes just a huge life shift like picking up and moving across the country is that thing that you're like you land in the new city and you're like well i can be whoever i want here nobody knows me so like let me be me mm -hmm. and the people who love me will hang around me and like i can reinvent that and i, I think that's sometimes just having that like life changing event is is huge and and almost just needed in a lot of ways yeah yeah and like everyone was like you guys are never going to move you guys are never going to move and i'm like that just makes me want to do it even more and we did it and it was just like a big like fuck you to everyone i'm like look at what we're going to do now and now like anything that we tell people i'm like after this people are just like eh, whatever <laughs> right. <laughs> they, right. yeah they expect it so it's all good yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I think that's something we can relate to too. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we walk been, around been uh in I guess non-monogamous. Oh, we don't do this. It's gross. No, um <laughs> it's been like uh almost since 2007. <laughs> 2007? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy moly. So, yeah. uh yeah. Are you it's are you guys you guys are married? Time. We are. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Ten years in August. In August. So, so yeah. yeah. Congrats. That's soon. That's awesome. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it is soon. It's exciting. Um so I had a question back, and this one's interesting, and I don't really know what the exact question is. So we interviewed a couple. Um, it was episode two twenty one. I just looked it up while we were talking. And they they have a podcast as well in the Australian, and they actually similar to you two, like within weeks or I think a month of kind of like meeting and dating and and hooking up, she got pregnant and they went the opposite direction of you two, which is the, and the quote that they they shared on the episode was like, well, we aren't going to pretend that all of a sudden we're in love and we want to spend our lives together and all of these. Yeah. And it's like, these aren't, this isn't who we were last week. We're not that way today just because now all of a sudden Kate is pregnant and so, that. but you, you two took a, like the opposite tact of like, well, we're pregnant. Here's what we do when we get pregnant. We get married, totally. we do this, we buy a house. And so I was just curious, like the mindset, and I don't know that one's right or one's wrong. It was just a totally different approach. And I was curious if you could talk to that a little bit. No, I love that. I actually saw that on, um, on the, like the infographic or like the, the mm-hmm. quote for it. Um, and I thought that I was like, oh my God, yeah, that, that makes total sense. And if it were to happen, if that happened with any other person besides AJ, uh, that would have been me. I would have been like, oh, my mom is going to help me raise this baby. I'm not going to raise this baby with you. Like you can be in and out if you want, but like, we're not, we're not going to be together. But like me and AJ, when we met, Um, it was very like everything, like I was planning on being, you know, single girl for as long as I could and like not having kids, not being tied down, none of that. I'm at AJ and everything changed. Like within a week of us dating, we were already talking about eloping and we were looking at at rings to buy. And so when I got pregnant, you know, I, I still, like, I remember we were, we had just found out and we were in a, in a cab ride to go to my sister's house because I just needed my sister to tell her. And I was like, you know what, like, I'm going to go through with this and you can be as involved as you want to be. But like, I know that we just met. So if you like no hard feelings, like you can cut ties right now and we're good to go. You know, like I won't think anything bad. And he was just like, no, like if you're going to do this and I'm going to do this, like, well, yeah, cause I was in the same boat. If it happened with anybody else, I'd be like, thank you. I'll get out of this cab now. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't have not, you no, would not have done that. <laughs> Here's 20 bucks but and you tuck and roll. And- you would have been maybe more tempted. <laughs> no. no, he's too good of a guy to do that. But, um, yeah. I mean, we were already, we were already kind of, we were really in love yeah. already. You know, it was, I don't know what it was, but it was just when you know, you know, and it felt like this is right. And I knew that he was my person. I will say though, if I could go back and not get married, I would not have gotten married. I would be completely a hundred percent content. I would still be committed. And with AJ, I know that in my heart, like I, I want to be with him forever. I don't have the same views around marriage 
as I did before. Um, so I even asked AJ, I'm like, should we get divorced and like stick it to the man? And he was just like, no, like we, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, that's going to be more work. Than... You're like kind of sticking it to us at that point. Yeah. Like, paperwork and shit like yeah. that. But... but I just like, I don't like following. Like, I'm, I'm like, this is just like a government wants us to get married. Was mostly, and, like... It was mostly, I mean, we, we needed insurance. We were yeah, young. We, it was we insurance. No money. Like we were not established and like we needed help benefits yep. for Melanie and fast. So. But that's also like, yep. you know, people will say, um, you know, give a shit on my TikTok and send me nasty things and be like, this isn't even a marriage. You guys have a piece of paper. And like, I'm like, yeah, like marriage doesn't mean the same thing to everyone. Right. Like we want. <laughs> yeah, we got, we, we were in love, but like, I also was broke as a joke and like, didn't, I was about to have a baby and my, my dude had insurance. So like, yeah, we got married at city hall within an, you know, a couple weeks. Cause I, your girl needed insurance to have a baby, you know, like, and yeah. it doesn't, it just looks different for, for people. Some, and you know, and it's just I like, I think if like society was different and we could have just had our relationship and also had benefit, you know, health benefits yeah. somehow, yeah. Like, you know, it would have been different universal or something crazy like that. Uh, it, it would have been a story. <laughs> yeah, I love. I was just like, yeah, could you imagine if our if oh, Jesus Christ? Okay. No, no. Just and you know, just and I know we're gonna like probably get hate mail for this, but like you know, the person who's giving you shit saying, "Well, you're just married for a piece of paper," is the one who's like, "We can't give health care to these freeloaders, right?" And it's like. Well, Jesus, what do you want me to do? You don't want me to get married for health insurance and you don't want me to have health insurance yeah. unless I'm working 40 hours a week. And like, yeah. yeah. All right. I'm, yeah. Okay. We'll have to start a new podcast. About that. <laughs> you can work. You can still work 40 hours or more I'm, a week and still, still, not, have still not get any fucking health insurance. <laughs> yeah. That's the, yeah. You can work. It's a good system. A lot. It's yeah. A it's, system. It's, it's, it works. It's, it's it works great. very well. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. just it's how it worked. But um, yeah, the, I I I completely like what that girl said. I think that that was the smartest thing that she could have done in that situation because that was totally the truth for us. It was like last week we were talking about getting married. We were looking at rings. We yeah. were in love. We were going to do this anyway. So like, I'm pregnant. We like you know we need the insurance. So like, let's just do it now. It's like sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't regret marrying AJ. I'm very much in love. I'm very happy. Um, I just want to like stick it to the man all the time. So I just, anything that's like a societal norm, I just want to break it. <laughs> it's just me. He gets kind of annoyed yeah. sometimes for that, but I can't help it. <laughs> no, I get it. And I mean, it's, it's interesting and like to even think about that and now like to contrast that with the, the other couple, like they live in Australia where wow, look at that. They've got a different healthcare system. And so she probably didn't feel those same pressures. She's like, great, I'm going to have this kid. It's going to be supported. Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about that. Right. Yeah. Would have been totally different. Yeah. 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 Which like, I, I, yeah, I would have been completely fine with, you know, having a, it was never like I'm having a a baby out of wedlock. Like it was literally because I needed, I, we needed the insurance. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I still like, I have no, I would have had no issue having babies, not being married and just, I would still be committed to him and in a partnership, but I just, yeah, I don't have the same views around, um, marriage as, as I used to for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Yeah. Good question. (laughs) It was a great, great. Do you have anything? Uh, blooper question. (laughs) Okay. Well, I have have one more before that. (laughs) Okay. Go for it. That, I think one other thing I was just wanting to touch on was like, I know we've talked a lot about different like elements of growth and everything like just maybe for each of you, like how have you seen the other yeah. 
grow over the last couple of years that you've gone down this path together? I mean, Melanie's a lot more secure and like grounded, I think. I think for a while while you were, you know, figuring out who you were and like rightfully so, it was just kind of like you were up in the air, you know, trying to find your place. And um, yeah, I just, she's just like so much more confident and like sure of herself and happy. Mm. Um, that's probably the, the biggest thing. But yeah, you really come into your own um, and become like the best version of yourself that I've seen yet. Mm. Thank you. Um, I would say for age, I've just seen him become so much more confident in himself. And it's like everything that I already like knew about him and like thought about him and felt about him. I finally feel like he's like seeing those things for himself. And he is just like such a confident like man now, like he's just grown so much. And I just think that his communication style and his ability to understand and support has like just exponentially grown. Like I've never talked to someone who made me feel like so safe and like so seen and just like, you're not like whatever you feel is natural and normal. And his ability to just like make you feel like that and to like make you feel really important and loved and, um, I, yeah, that has like really grown for me. I don't know if it's because like my love for him has grown. So like, I feel it so much more, but yeah, I've seen like just his maturity in that communication style, um, really grow. And, um, yeah, I would, yeah, his, his confidence, I think you're, he's your happiness too. Like I can totally tell when he's, you know, giddy or like, you know, talking to like a new girl. Cause you know, it's just, it's, and I like that. Like I like when he's happy and like it, it just, yeah, it does. It brings like a, a good sense of newness to the relationship. So it's, yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And good question. Thank you. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Thank you both just for everything that you've shared. It's been wonderful getting to know you better. And I have loved this conversation and have taken a lot from it too. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you. We, as we kind of warned you about before we started recording, we like to ask a blooper question. Do you have anything that didn't go quite as planned that you wanted to share? Other than your mom seeing you kissing your girlfriend. <laughs> I was going to say, that was a pretty good blooper, right? <laughs> that one doesn't count because you already talked about it, so you got to come up with a new one. <laughs> Is there anything that hasn't gone as planned? I don't know. I mean, nothing's planned, so for us it's just like anything that comes up. I mean, when I think of like scenarios like that, I think of like, I think of like bad dates or like <clears throat> just like dates gone, gone wrong or like, um, mm. and I feel like AJ, all my dates have been really great. I think AJ, yeah, great. AJ's gone on, he's gone on way more dates than I have. Um, and he said that he's been out of the dating scene for a while. So he's had just some funny, funny date experiences that he'll yeah. come home and I'm just like, Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, dating, dating is weird. I didn't do a lot of it. Um, during, I don't know when people normally date, like in high school, I always had like a girlfriend and I never like dated, you know, a lot. So I'm dating more now than I ever have in my life. And so the experiences for me are, are totally new. And it's just really interesting, like getting these like little micro looks at people and using apps and like having these little dates 
with people and figuring them out or not. And uh, yeah, um, I don't know. Like I just had some interesting people on the other end of of dating apps that sometimes misrepresent themselves or are using really old pictures or sometimes we just uh, like Melanie will push me to go on a date with someone before I really started talking to them too much. And then I get there and it's like a total mismatch. And then I have to spend the next three hours with this person who like, yeah, we really shouldn't be on bad. Really be, Yeah. She like, really, <laughs> no, like, get her, you know, message her now, like go out tonight. And I'm like, no, I take time. Like if the conversation isn't good, then it's not going to be a good date. Um, so I've had like a couple of mismatches where like we have, either of us have no business being there together and probably, would have come to that conclusion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just get giddy for him. I get excited and like to get him all ready for his date. So yeah, she, yeah, does, that's she helps been, me get ready for dates. Too. Yeah. But I, yeah, I feel like the, the biggest like thing that has gone wrong has been um, my mom finding out. But other than that, we're, we have to keep a pretty like tight household around here because we got the children. Yes, so yeah. no other, no room for yeah. bloopers in this household. <laughs> right. No room, no room for fun. I get it. Yeah. No, I, I love the like, the, no, the, the point you make though, AJ, of like, you never really did the dating thing. And I can like, this is something I know I can personally relate to. And Emma, I, I know for you as well, like neither of us really dated. Like we had a boyfriend or a girlfriend in high school, each of us. And then we basically got into our relationship for the most part and have been in this, like we did some dating in like the swinging world, but in terms of like either of us just going out and going on a date and going to a restaurant, like it just has never really been a thing. And so like all of a sudden it, whatever mid thirties, you're like, I'm going to give this dating thing a try. And it's like, now there's apps and there's all sorts of things. You're like, ah, this is just a whole new world. And I can see like, I could see it being like, challenging but also like super weird and fun like you show up and you're like well i don't know we're just gonna see like this random person from the internet that my wife maybe got on a date with and like yeah we're just gonna have fun with it so it makes for it makes for good stories though afterwards so yeah Yeah, it's entertaining it's a good experience i love it i love it yeah yeah do you have any other questions i i i have so many but we've No, right? Like, that's the thing. You guys are coming to your, you guys are moving back to, to California soon. That's right. We'll do it. We'll do the next interview in person. Yeah. We'll have, By to, the we'll beach. have to meet, meet up in person. Let's make it happen. Yeah. That would be amazing. And is, is there anything else either of you would like to share? Um, the thing that I like to kind of just like put out there so that people know is like, <laughs> you always have your last word. I know because I just <laughs> feel like people have, when people think of non-monogamy or polyamory, they have like this very like old school thought in their head of like a bunch of people naked in a hot tub together or like, you know, and it's just like, that could be it, but like, it's on Saturdays, but other than yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, it, it's like, it, it just like any relationship, this can look different too. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's like polyamorous or non-monogamous or whatever. And, um, I think that what people, miss or they don't really understand about polyamory is like at the core of it. It's like just, it's multiple love. Right. So like I, you can love, like you can, I love AJ. I love Jackie. I love my children. And like the love that we have for each other, like that also has to be there for this whole thing to work, you know? So it's just more love. And, um, I just, I, I really want to like hammer that home is like, 
it's like more love, more community, more communication. And, um, there's like so many benefits to it. I'm not like trying to preach that everyone should, you know, but like there are bits of non-monogamy that you can take into your own life without being non-monogamous, you know, like you can incorporate more communication in your relationships. Um, you know, maybe be more intentional with your time together with your partner. Like, you know, there, there's certain bits and pieces that really make non-monogamy work. And you can take those, even if you're just kind of, you know, experimenting or want to improve your relationship. Um, I definitely think that there's like bits and pieces that we can take from both, but yeah, I think yeah there's everyone always needs like to categorize everything and it has to fit perfectly in a box, even if yeah. you're doing an out of box thing. And like when Melanie gets stuff about like, she'll get comments on TikTok that like, I'm the puppet master. Yeah. And I have these two, you know, women and I'm like, believe me, I am not <laughs> a traitor of, any, of anything uh, in this house. So yeah, like it can just be whatever you want to be, whatever works for your, your marriage. It's, you get to define it with your partner. And as long as that, that commitment is there and you guys have, you know, whatever you want to do, then everyone that's, is safe and healthy and consenting. Um, and I also just like to leave it with like, if you, for just like anyone out there who's questioning something or is having like thoughts or desires or feelings that they think might not be normal or, you know, go against what they've been taught or are, you know, even in a relationship where they don't feel like their partner would, you know, be okay with those feelings, like still follow that and like be curious with yourself and question things because there's so many people out there that are not living life to like their fullest potential or living life in the happiest way possible. Like life is so short when you think about it. And like, that's, I just want people to start questioning things and get curious with themselves and like really go into that because I think it could really lead to a lot of self-discovery for the good and just learning how to live, you know, your best, happiest, most authentic life. You know, and again, doesn't mean I'm saying you have to be non-monogamous, but like just start questioning any any feelings, desires, thoughts that you have, and see where where that takes you. Yeah, I love it. That's Thank you that. so much. <laughs> yeah, I have one more thing. Sure. <laughs> All right. I mean, yeah, what Emma said like that's you, like what you said resonated hard here. I was curious, and you two didn't come on the show to promote anything, um, but you did mention you have different online businesses and you've done some coaching is there anything you do want to promote while you're here like people ways people can find you or work with you or anything or would you like to keep that separate it's totally up to you um i do you want to i think everyone should if they're watching if they're listening to this they should probably follow your tiktok because yeah i would say my um i think that that was also like a universe thing too my my instagram and my facebook got completely hacked and deleted but like right around christmas and um i had amassed this this following like up like almost 10,000 followers on instagram like but it was all like health coaching and fitness and like all of that stuff and I swear, like the universe was like, this is just not you anymore. We're just going to throw that all away. You're going to come up, like reinvent yourself online. So I did, I took like three months off social media and I like, that was when I was going through like a lot of like our relationship stuff. And I was with Jackie and all of that. I learned so much about myself and I feel like I reemerged on social media as like the new 
not new, but like the, who I always was, but now I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. Um, so I am back on social media and, um, my whole TikTok is just based around, um, non-monogamy and polyamory and life with, you know, my hubby and my girlfriend and my kids. So that's been really fun and just like cool creative outlet. Um, so yeah, I'm there. I think I'm Melanie underscore Morton underscore on, on the TikTok. But yeah, that's just been really fun. I would say that that's like the only place where, where, where you can see us entertaining you. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you call it the TikTok. That (laughs) makes, that makes me feel seen and we'll put links in the show notes for your TikTok. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. This was so fun. And it was, it was so great talking to you guys. Likewise. Yeah. Thank you both and have a fantastic sunny Southern California day. We sure will. Thank Thank you. And we're back. A huge thank you to Mel and AJ for coming on the show, for sharing your story, and for all of the amazing work that you put out there. Yeah, I will echo Emma's gratitude. Thank you both for your vulnerability and for contributing to the project that we're creating here. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Before we let you go, just want to quick do a quick reminder that you can go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Over there, you can find podcast show notes. You can find information on how to sign up for our Patreon community that is growing by the day, by the way. And you can... That's a rhyme, by the day, by the way. Right. Yeah, I love just, it. Didn't you see how easily I rolled that off the tongue? That's going to be our new, catch, <laughs> our new catchphrase. <laughs> you can also sign up for the new premium edition of our podcast, and you can do a lot of other things. Things. Let's see. You can buy shirts. Yeah. There's a, a meet and greet. Well, I was going to say the shirts. Say oh, sorry. more about the shirts. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> I will be quiet now. <laughs> the shirts say give love. They're super soft and we, we love them actually. They're just, they're amazing. So we really encourage you to go check them out. They're super fun. And maybe you already have a give love shirt. Maybe you should just give a give love shirt to somebody else. That works too. That works. There, there you go. There you go. We're nailing it. Am I allowed to talk again? <laughs> Am I on a timeout? I just keep growing. I believe I redeemed myself there, <laughs> by the way. Good job. Uh, we also have an upcoming virtual meet and greet on August 30th. So go sign up for that too. And next week, we will be coming back at you on Wednesday with an interview with Susanna. It's a great conversation and we are super excited about it. And until then, have a fantastic week. Go to our website, send us an email, send us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. And again, as Emma said, there are podcast show notes over there with photos of most of our guests, this week's included. So check that out and we'll see you in a week. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.